Welcome back, friends. It's another episode of Magnificence Lab. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with our host, Sue Paulson. Hi, Sue. Chris, happy new year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been um, interesting. I usually have a word uh, of the year. I did not have one this year, and it just feels kind of like the energy I'm in, like, eh, I'll get to it. I don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm happy for the new uh, turning of a page in a new year. And I'm also not like just like gearing up to try to, you know, rush right into it. I'm just kind of enjoying the beginning of January here. So, oh, yes. Well, and I find that January for me feels like hibernation. And so it doesn't feel like a new year to me exactly. I just want to hunker down with a good book and <laughs> just oh, nice. not not get too engaged. And so so New Year might be better for me in the spring. I don't know when it would be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're in it whether we want to be or not. <laughs> That's right. Here we are. Here we are. Well, I'm interested in the conversation of um we were talking before we hit record, just this idea of um, magnificence often can feel lofty, aspirational, like magnificence is, feels pretty like top shelf. That's magnificence is a pretty tall order. I'm not yeah. sure in this moment if I feel magnificent. You know, it's January, like I said, it's cold outside, uh, you know, all the things. And I'm like, I mean, I can get to okay. I'm not sure if I can get to magnificent. And I'm wondering how we reach for our own magnificence when we're not maybe feeling it circumstantially or just we have enough evidence in our life that we can't reach it. I don't know. I just thought it'd be good to explore that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been something I've been exploring now for whew, at least, well, since at least 2013. So, so 10 years that, that I've been trying this on for size and and wondering about it writing about it talking about it it still feels in some ways as if it's a very lofty yeah idea that that to pursue that well never in this lifetime would i reach that and yet <clears throat> when i think about putting a not just a language, but a visual around that. So what if we were to imagine magnificence, for example, as a kind of like the mother load, people used to go digging for gold, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> in, the, in the wild west days, and, and, and everybody's looking for the mother load, that, that pot of, of brilliance that's going to make all the difference in their lives and, and transform their poverty into vast riches and so on. Well, so, of course, the mother load is hidden, right? And, and, and you've got to go through some tough rock to get to it and chip away and sometimes blast away and so on. Well, of course, where, where is the magnificence? The magnificence is right in the heart of us. That's mm. where it's hidden in the heart. Mm. And, and most people don't think of it in those terms the way to get there is exactly similar to to doing the the mining that you need to do so there's all of this i i see ourselves as encased in in um um the the cement of old beliefs that that either no longer serve us or never served us in the first place the the um the fears that we have that get overlaid, the the experiences that are less than satisfactory to us in our lives, or the or the adversity that comes our way, the trauma, the tragedy, all those kinds of things overlay mm. that magnificence mm. and cover up 
the core of who we really are. Mm. And, and so the process then to me is one of chipping away. Mm. And, and it, it, the term that came to me yesterday was practical self-awareness was to say, okay, how can I practically begin to be aware of what's in my way to, to the light that's just ready to beam from that internal core of me? Yeah. What, what's, what's covering that up? What's uh, putting it in shadow? What's, what's making yeah. it hard to, wow. to move to it? I love that. That's great. Yeah, that's really great. I, um, it reminds me of, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, um, who wrote Conversations with God, and yep. um, I I don't know that he put it in in, in his books, but I heard I, I think I just heard him in some commentary somewhere talking about separation theology. We talked about this. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot that there are many people who, if you've been brought up through any kind of religious um, context, uh, especially in Western Christianity, is, is an example. You know, there's a lot of like we're born into sin, right? Where yep. we're born into separation from anything that would feel magnificent. So to think that my magnificence is within me is, if you have you know grown up in some programming that says you know you're not magnificent, you're a sinner, mm-hmm. you are you have fallen short, and and um and that I think a lot of ways that culture can continue to reaffirm that you're not good enough. Oh, and it's very hard to get to magnificent inside me. It's very easy to think magnificence is outside me. But oh yes, I, you know I was just that that came up as you were sharing. I'm just like oh, that's very, you know, interesting to try to get to magnificence inside me if I don't oh. think that I'm magnificent. Oh oh absolutely, and and the whole uh, um, born in sin stuff. Man, I never could could grab a hold of that. <laughs> I I was a teenager and I thought that's bullshit. Yeah, nice. Not that I was allowed to say that right out loud, but yeah. but it just I thought I, I I can't I can't make sense of that. That makes no sense to me, and and even if I even if I hmm. um, had been told that to to think that way meant I was going to burn in hell. I thought, well, that's kind of far down the road, and and God and I'll have a conversation about that when we meet. I <laughs> uh, love it, gumption, real gumption. Great. I wasn't going to take any of that crap. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I did. I, I didn't grow up a Christian. I became a Christian in high school and college and, and then um, um, left the church in my early 20s, um, felt betrayed by some things, some spiritual abuse, some different stuff that just didn't feel it was, was not cool. It was uncool. Sure. And and it really caused me to sort of expand my perspectives and things. And I would say I'm very spiritual, but I was all in on like nothing ever seemed like I could do enough to be you know, godly to be what, you know, whatever mag, you know, you would think magnificent would be like, it was just yeah. never good enough. And all, and all I could ever see was my shortcomings. Yeah. You don't even have to be, by the way, uh, I, anyway, so if I finished that thought, I just, there was a lot of unlearning and releasing of stories yeah. and programs and ideas at, in order to get to this thing where you're like, you know, those moments where I can really see how amazing it is to be a soul and a human body. And you're like, this is pretty freaking cool to have this experience. You're like, this is pretty magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. Just wasn't possible where in the programs I had before. 
Yeah, no, no. And it, it wasn't possible for me either. I, I did the same thing, spent an awful lot of time trying to measure up thinking, well, if I once I get good enough, then God will will communicate with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that day was never going to come. Yeah. And 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 really, it, it it did eventually come one day when when I crossed over and and I'm there I am. And amidst that magnificence and going holy crap wow. uh here's my chair here's my name on the chair wow. and 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 i didn't have to do anything to measure up to it but we're mm -hmm. so programmed that that we're not enough that that it's our shortcomings that we need to um try to reverse i guess would be yeah. the the process well when in fact it's our shortcomings that we need to let go of and say, what if that's not a shortcoming? What if that's just yeah, right, right. part of who right. you are? And and does it need to be seen as a shortcoming just because somebody else measures? And that's where the whole comparison yeah. judgment thing comes yeah. in, which is just so yeah. hard on all of us in trying to um, let go of, of the stuff that, that uh, doesn't serve us. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, if religion wasn't your thing, then comparison will get it done comparison will have you not feel magnificent because you just constantly like like that's exactly what you said but i was thinking like you know i'm not like them and i'm not like that and there's all kinds of evidence around us for how we're not like something else and it yes. just sort of to your point it just layers on over the top of the existing magnificence and i love that all there is to do is chip away at that stuff like get rid of that stuff so you can come back to who you are yeah yeah Absolutely. Do you Absolutely. have specific things that um, can be helpful? Like you think like methods, mechanisms that help us chip away, like what things have been helpful for you to chip away at those layers to get to your magnificence? Well, one of the exercises that has been hugely helpful for me is to keep, to first of all, to make a list of the things that I, that I love and admire and adore about myself. Mm. <laughs> this mm. is, this is not an easy exercise for most people. Yeah, <laughs> if I, yeah. So if I say, okay, here's a piece of paper, Chris, I want you to write down 10 things that you don't like about yourself or that you think you could improve. Well, you could be done that list probably in two or three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but if I say, okay, now let's do the things that you really admire and like about yourself. Well, people who are not that self-aware, mm. it'll take them a whole lot of time to get to five. Wow. And then they're going, okay, I'm stuck now. And, and, hmm. but the beauty in going to a hundred and it's not a test right. and, and because it's not a test, you get to ask other people if you're stuck, well, well, what do you that think is. is good about me? And, but you know, you only talk to the people you trust. <laughs> They'll say, cause some of them might say nothing, <laughs> but then the ones that genuinely want to help you, I'm doing this exercise and I have to get to a hundred and I'm only at five. Well, here's three things I really like about you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then then you start getting further down the the list to towards a hundred, and you go, "Wow, maybe uh, maybe there's something more to me than I thought. I never knew that." And 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 it encompasses everything. It encompasses your skills, your talents, your your physical attributes, your your um, uh, what else? Uh, your experiences, your your personal character the the values that you have all of that yeah. is is part of you and yeah. so 
um, when you get that list, you begin to reverse that negative programming that, that says you're not enough, you're not enough. Well, maybe I'm not enough, but I am this and 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 this. Well, then you hit 100 and you say, okay, let's carry on to 200 to 300. And and then it, it's a way of convincing yourself. So it's kind of reverse programming. It's, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how easy it is to delete a program, but it's it's very doable to, to um, put in a new program, yeah. to rewrite the program, I guess. And and then you go, oh, well, I'm I'm playing a different program now and eject that one and put that one in and, and you go, yeah, oh, OK, well, so then there's a lightness about that that enables us to say, OK, what else? What else is in my way? What else is is bothering me? And, you know, what fears do I have? So so I'm fond of of when I'm I'm sitting in worry and and in fact, uh kind of drowning in worry sometimes and I start asking myself the question is what I'm worrying about true is that really true mm. and and lots of times I have no way of proving that's true then why am I letting it run through my head <laughs> you know, why wouldn't I just say well there's no point thinking about that because I can't even determine if it's true or not and mm. so you know, which is one of the reasons why I don't watch the news because <laughs> I have no idea of what they're telling me, how true that is. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to fill my head with all that stuff and I have no idea if it's true. In fact, it could be a flat out lie. So, right. yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it makes me think about um, the part where another mechanism um, for, for mm, spending time in your magnificence is when you're around others who see it. Like you were saying, if you say like to somebody else, what, what do you think is great about me and they say oh these things and like clearly they could see stuff like when i spend time around people who um i I, i'm like i do a really good job of curating who's in my space now but you know like back in the back in the day when i felt like my job required that i be around all different kinds of people and those people treated me as suspect they thought they thought my intentions were bad or they didn't like my positivity. And so they kept constantly gave me a stink eye, you know, like, er, you know, like, I don't like <laughs> yeah. your positivity around here. Like, yeah. I just felt really bad. It just felt icky to be around it. Yeah. Versus when I'm around the people that get me and really see me, I feel, I can feel my own magnificence reflected in that, how they listen to me. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons I love the Magnificence Lab as a community is it's a place that you and I are creating for those who want to live from their magnificence, to create from their yes. magnificence. You know, yes. each of us have something that we want to do on this planet, each yes. of us in this community anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the best place oh. to create that from would be from your magnificence. So why not surround yourself with others who can reflect that back to you, you know? Yes. Oh, precisely. And in that support, we we gain so many things and and it and it gives us that that extra, you know, the energy is almost becomes jet propelled because mm -hmm. because we have that, you know, the difference between a tapping with a little hammer and taking the jackhammer and 
Okay. With their help, I can get rid of this crap and take on (laughs) some, you know, let the light really shine. And, and, and isn't that what we want to do? Like I do, I, I want my light to shine as brilliantly as it possibly can and let it it's interesting. Yeah. Cover the globe. Right. There's a lot of, um, in society, as a broad stroke, there's a lot of people who um, constantly affirm their m- missings, their, their, you know, like they're self-deprecating. Oh, you know, I'm not good at this. Oh, yeah, yeah, me. I, I'm not good at this either. And like we end up agreeing with each other about the things we're not good at. And yeah, I love about creating spaces and communities like, magnificence lab is that there's a it's not like we're sitting around patting ourselves on the back like you know give me five minutes to tell you all how great i am (laughs) it's it's not that it's just that we're coming in owning who we are and communicating and sharing from um the best version of ourself and we don't have to pat ourselves on the back about it we just the energy is so different than the energy of people who are constantly trying to dim their light so others don't feel intimidated like yeah. we're just all here in the brightest light possible, having amazing conversations for what we're creating in the world and what's next. Yes, absolutely. Different, different environment. Oh, for sure. And and I think the the other part of that that I love is that that as recognizing our own magnificence doesn't mean that in any way that it diminishes anybody else's magnificence because mm-hmm. when we're truly coming from a place that place. Mm-hmm. There's an awe and wonder about it that says, oh, and, and they're magnificent and they're magnificent. And look how different their magnificence is to mine. And, and you celebrate that. Mm-hmm. And and so it's that that mutual um, glow that that comes because you're focused on the same light and yeah. the same the same energy that comes from that. Yeah. Wow. Well, that feels like a good place to invite people to check out the Magnificence Lab. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We want lots of magnificent people to come to play. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. That's the, in all the community building that um, I've been working on the last couple of years, it feels like it's the, the work is to find the others. Like the work is where are the others who are having these questions, these conversations, who wants to go here? And um, so, yeah, finding those who are interested in this is that's the work. So if you're resonating with this conversation, if this is like, yeah, that sounds true for me, good for me, that's what we're doing. And you can go to magnificencelab.org, magnificencelab.org, click on the appropriate link to learn more about the community. And um, there's an application on the invite invite page. There's an application. So fill it out and we'll be in touch with next steps. Absolutely. Awesome. I look forward to that. Thanks to another great conversation slash podcast episode in the books. And I uh, can't wait to see what we come up with next. <laughs> Me too. It's always an exciting adventure. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. All right. Thank you, friend. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Chris.